to Inside the Multiverse with Carlos, Brad, and Matt. In this episode, we discuss the Mortal Kombat trailer, casting for the new Jordan Peele product, casting of Supergirl in the Flash movie, and the latest episode of WandaVision. Check us out on Twitter, ITMultiverse. Now, it's time to explore with us as we go inside the multiverse. Everybody, welcome back to episode two of inside the multiverse um we're here you know uh feeling good after this whole week it's been some awesome time you know hearing the news that's gone on and uh kind of the newest episode of wandavision so that's how we're going to kind of go today is we're going to run down some news some castings all that good stuff and then at the end of the episode much like we did last week we're going to talk about wandavision and um get into that so with me as always are my buddies matt and brad matt how's it going dude i'm doing pretty well how are you guys doing doing pretty good dude how about you brad can't complain all right cool so we got that out of the way so brad what's the news this past week what's been going on all right so we got uh we got jordan peele um he's coming out with a new movie um i think everybody's really excited for whatever he's going to come out with his first two I mean, he knocked him out of the park. You know, he got get out and got us. So I think everyone's really excited to see what he's got cooking. We got uh, Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya as the lead, which I mean, I don't think you could you could pick two better people. Yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, he just uh, killed it as Fred Hampton in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I think that was probably one of the better performances in his career. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do in a in another Jordan Peele movie. Um, obviously, he was in Get Out, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to excited to see the casting and uh, how I'm oh I'm also excited to see what the movie's about. But you know, casting, I think we're off to a good start. For sure, I'm gonna admit from the jump. I think I said it last time. Not a big horror guy. Uh, took me a little bit to watch Get Out, like to finally muster up the courage to watch it, and that was a trip. I really liked it. Um, haven't seen the other one is us correct yeah hadn't seen the other one um yet i've kind of like seen bits and pieces never seen it in total but i think i'm just really impressed by jordan peele's ability to go from being such a good comedic uh you know actor and writer on the jordan peele show on the key and peele show to just come and like do a 180 and do a bunch of horror stuff and he's been killing it so i mean these two actors are really good Director's really good. I'm sure it's going to be a really good movie. I'll try to check it out. What about you, Matt? You into it? You digging it? Yeah, I mean, I like you. I haven't seen Us, and I actually haven't seen Get Out either. Oh, but yeah, I know that's that's one of those movies where it's like, oh, I'll definitely watch it, and then you know things just come up and happen, and I never got around to it. But I mean, from whatever what everybody has said, it's they're amazing movies, and as you said, for. Jordan Peele to like be known as that funny guy on the Key and Peele show to go is into this like great horror director. I mean that just shows his his talent, and I think even Keegan Michael Keel, uh, the other guy from the show, has done a, other projects where it's not a, a humor based project. So it just shows that their range that they both have. But yeah, I mean uh, anything that he comes out with is going to be met with excitement, and uh, I think people are going to be just waiting to find out more about what the project's about for sure for sure i like it what else we got brad 
Uh, we got the, uh, so they are doing a Constantine show on the uh, HBO Max to tie in with the rest of their DC universe. Uh, they are said to be casting somebody in the mold of Riz Ahmed, uh, probably in like the 20-ish. I know we had talked about uh, Riz Ahmed possibly being a, a, a contender for that, but I think the reason Riz Ahmed might be out of the running is because he's too old. Um, he's like 38. So I think if they're looking, they're probably looking to go somebody a little bit younger. Uh, I know me, uh, we had discussed, uh, Dev Patel in the group chat. Dev Patel is 30 years old, so he's a little younger. He might still be a little bit far out of the range. Uh, who else did we discuss? Um, I brought up the, uh, I, I'm forgetting the actor's name, but he plays the cousin on The Chilling Ventures of Sabrina. Because he's already playing a similar character, so I thought that oh, would be yeah, an interesting yeah. one. And then I also brought up uh, John Boyega. Oh man, John Boyega would be a great casting. Who you know, I, I don't know how you know well versed you guys are in Constantine, like comics and everything like that. Um, but Constantine, cool dude. He's essentially like this uh, sorcerer, nah, magician. You know, he he's a magician. But he's not like a great guy. He's kind of scummy. Like he's kind of like a scumbag, and he, you know, does a lot of things a lot of the times just for his own personal gain. Like um, in the uh, trade paperback that I have, Hellblazer Volume One, he kind of has this deal with the devil that he made to kind of save his own ass at one point, and he's kind of ducking him, and he owes him. I think it's like souls, if I remember correctly. He owes him something. But he keeps continuing to like evade him and you know get out of it and kind of stuff just goes really shitty really bad and he has to like figure out how to put it together and it's a really good comic because he's dude like this guy's you know dropping f-bombs and calling dudes like wankers and you know using that type of slang and it's it's really good it's a really good comic um he's a really cool character um my favorite thing about him is like when he in comic form is when he interacts with like the justice league because his his like favorite thing to say is uh, he says i fucking hate heroes or he'll say stuff like that or like bloody fucking heroes you know like he 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 really has that like anti-hero vibe so i'm super excited to see what he's gonna be like like if they're gonna lean into that and yeah he's he's a cool character um i think those actors that we kind of mentioned would kill it uh what about you, Matt? How do you feel about this? I mean, I'm excited for it just because from what I know of the character, he does have that anti-hero vibe and he doesn't fit that mold that people think of when you say, oh, you know, somebody that saves people and is a, a hero. And, you know, from the um, Keanu Reeves movie to the Constantine and the CW, I think both those actors did a, a good job of portraying that character. But I'm definitely excited for um, HBO Max to be doing something because they seem like they're really knocking a lot of things out of the park. So it's definitely something I'm interested in seeing and, you know, being able to see the character in another iteration. Yeah, for sure. Brad, you got anything else on Constantine? Like I did want to add that the uh, actor that we were talking about, uh, Chance Perdermo. Oh, uh, there it is. From yeah. Showing Adventures of Sabrina. So yeah. that would be another uh, possible casting. And yeah, another think... thing is... Uh... Oh, sorry, go. No, you're, go- you're good. Go for it. 
Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I believe uh, John Boyega, I believe he kind of has like an English accent already. So I, I, I feel like he might be a good fit because um, you kind of said, you know, like he says, he says stuff like winker, and you know, like kind of like English or British terms. So yeah. Boyega, he might be a good, a natural fit for that. Yeah. I mean, it would be really good. Uh, I'd be super stoked if the news came out tomorrow that he was going to be HBO Max's Constantine. I'd be all for it. I think he fits. Um, what else do we got? I think this, you know, what else do we got, Brad? We got the uh, the Mortal Kombat trailer. I, I like I said in the group chat, I'm I haven't played Mortal Kombat that much. Uh, you guys are probably the ones that have more experience with it, so uh, I'll probably I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll add in what I can. Matt, go for it. So I'm really, really excited for this movie. Um, I, you know, grew up playing the video games for Nintendo, for PlayStation, you know, so many different versions of it. I loved the first live action movie. Um, the second one, didn't really like it. When it first came out, I was young enough to not really like care that it sucked. But as I got older and rewatched it, I was just like, really? Like, this is what they came out with? But, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talks and rumors about, you know, a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out. I think they had like a mini series on on YouTube. And there's there's just so many things throughout the years of like, you know, ooh, we're going to tease people with Mortal Kombat. But now we're finally getting a new live action movie. And just from the trailer, I'm, I'm so excited. I, it seems like Sub-Zero is going to be a central figure. Scorpion's going to be a central figure. I like that they're introducing a new character that's not from the video games, just a little fresh perspective. But from things I've seen online, there may be a connection to other characters with this new one. So I'm I'm just real excited to see, you know, what, what the movie's gonna be. Dude, same here. Um similar backstory, dude. Like I've been playing these games since they first came out on like damn, what was the original console? Like Sega Genesis? Like, super old. I, I played it on, like, that console, and I played Mortal Kombat 1, I played 2, I played a little bit of 3, and then I've, you know, played all the most recent ones. I've played Deadly Alliance, Deception. Like, I'm, like, big on Mortal Kombat. I love the original movie. You know, as a little kid, watching that movie and seeing, like, Liu Kang, you know, do his little noises and punching, um... Obviously, being a fan, I was a little bummed out in the original movie when Sub-Zero and Scorpion kind of have these, like, supporting character roles. Like, they weren't big. So to see Sub-Zero, who is my favorite character, he's, like, one of my favorites, um, have this big, where it feels like it's going to be a central role. feels like they're kind of going to be going after him for some reason. And to see him fucking freeze jack's arms off dude and just explode them was amazing because it, it was like they're finally putting some respect on his name you know what i mean they're finally putting that respect on his character because he gets shitted on he's like the you know scorpion gets all the love like if you're a mortal Kombat fan if you know anything about the franchise scorpion's the the face of the franchise he's the guy he's the creator's favorite character so he gets all the publicity. But now, like, this dude froze Scorpion's blood and stabbed him with it and then threw him through a fucking ice wall, dude. Like, the trailer was just epic. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but there was um, the original, like, techno theme was played in the background 
as like an orchestral version of it. Like right at the end is I super did not dope. Catch that. Dude, go watch it again after this <laughs> oh, is I over. And it, it's pretty epic. So Brad, I know you're not like that well versed. You're still like kind of new on the the world and everything. But tell me, like, what do you think? Well, I, I did watch the original movie uh, back in what was it, like eighties or nineties, and then I have played 90s. I think it's Mortal Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, the that's one, a good one that I think it's for PS4. Yeah, but I, I my my experience is very limited. Like my friends would literally just use me to practice their fatalities. Damn. Because like I was so bad. Um, but I so I've played a little bit, but just not. I don't have like the. I don't have the knowledge to talk about it, but I mean, based on the trailer, I mean, I'm, I'm through the moon. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to watch it. Uh, when he freaking freezes his blood and then stabbed him with it. I mean, yeah, that was just crazy. So how, how do you feel about like some of the, as someone who's not that into it, how, I mean, Matt, you can answer this too. How do you guys feel about like the little bits of kind of cheesiness that they kind of give to you, you know, where like Kano does the fatality and he goes, Kano wins, you know, and he says like, oh, this thing's a fucking beauty. And then he, uh, they, they did something else that was like a little bit more reference to the game, which can be kind of campy or cheesy. But me personally, I loved it. I was all for it because that's how the game is. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like you got to you got to pay homage, homage to the game, because, um, I mean, you are making a video, a movie off of a video game. And most of the people that are going to be watching this and like paying, you know, and spending their hard earned money on this are going to be video game fans. So I feel like you have to like, you know, do pay, pay them their respect in the, in a way and put in that cheesiness. Like it, it might, you know, it might seem cheesy to me, but I, you know, I, I'm just watching the movie. You know, I didn't play the game. So I, I feel like the people that have an emotional connection to it, they're going to, they're going to get more out of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I like it too. I mean, let's be honest here. This isn't going for Golden Globes or anything like that. This is not a movie where this is going to be showcasing all these actors and actresses' talents. This is for entertainment purposes. And I I think having those uh, campy connections to the game is something that the the fans who do understand those references are going to really appreciate and enjoy. And, you know, it just makes the movie more fun when you, you see them, you know, saying their finishing line or just, you know, having that kind of cheesiness. I, I think it just fits well with what the, the movie's going to be, which is, to me, I think just going to be action and entertainment. It's not going to be like The Departed or The Sopranos or you know, <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait, dude. Hearing uh, the sh- the actor who plays Shang Tsung say "finish him," oh, dope! Like I can't I can't wait. And I don't know if you guys like how closely you followed like leading up, but some of the uh, actors, some of the actors of the uh, movies were talking about how they um, how their fatalities that they're gonna include were really like really gory. That they had sometimes some of the actors who were doing the fatalities, and I'm assuming they were using practical effects for some of them, were like having a hard time getting through, like stomaching some of them just because of the stuff you do. And I mean, Brad, you know all about them fatalities. Your boys were practicing on you. So, I mean, we all know how bad some of those things can be. I just really want to see, I mean, for me, probably like Sub Zero freeze somebody. Like one of my favorites is he freezes somebody from like the, the waist down. And then he walks up to them and kind of rips out their spinal cord. 
boom and it's like the whole spinal cord and the skull and then he freezes it and it shatters like that's i remember that one that's fucking that's that's dope i need to see that as a sub-zero fan need to see it 100 percent um i think furthermore i I started going like what are they going to do for the sequel already like what other characters am i going to see you know what i mean like oh who am i going to see am I, I started naming all these like random characters and um like trying to figure out who was going to be in it do you think uh matt i'll kind of ask you do you think there's going to be any surprise characters that we're going to see in this movie um well i know from what i've read online that there's a possibility that reptile is going to be in the movie and they even show a a lizard looking yeah. character so i don't know if if they do show reptile i mean it easily could be reptile but if it's not um you know whatever but i i wonder if that's going to be what the reptile looks like or if it's going to be closer to more human form um because there have been video games where reptile is you know a ninja in green and there's also been the video games where it's a humanoid reptile mixture so I think Reptile could be kind of a, a surprise character in the movie. Um, I'd really, really like it if they alluded to or included either um, uh, Shao Kahn, either uh, Shinnok, or either Quan Chi. Because those Ooh. three those three are like real big, big bads that people who played the video games know about, where if you didn't see the movies uh in the early 90s then you don't really know who those characters are so i think those are are you know really bad guys that would be really cool if they included i think i think we're gonna see potentially all three of them i you know what i don't think shinnok i don't think shinnok is gonna be one of them but you know they if remember in the trailer there's that picture of the coliseum looking thing with uh shao Kahn's giant like you know bust and like marble or whatever it is stone and then also in the trailer, we see Scorpion in his like human form. And then eventually we see him in his more like spectral, like fire surrounded form. So I think we're going to see. And man, I don't want to spoil it for Brad. Brad, are you OK with spoilers? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. OK, so like in the video games, what happens is like uh, eventually he's turned in. Scorpion is turned into Scorpion by Quan Chi, this like sorcerer dude who's really crazy and scary. Um, so I, I think we're gonna see some of that background, which I'm super excited because to get that like emotional feeling from him is gonna be super dope. Um, yeah, I think Brad, you got anything else to add before we move on to this Mortal Kombat trailer and your feelings towards it? Um, I do actually. Uh, there was a, I think he was the director, if I'm not mistaken, or one of one of the cast members. He had said that uh, a large portion of this filming had taken place during the pandemic, so a lot mm. of the crew and the cast they actually weren't able to see their families for a good bit of it. So they there were some major sacrifices made to in order to put this movie together. So I and he was he was really happy to see everybody's reactions on the internet, and it kind of made everything worth it. So I think. Yeah. You know, giving a shout out to them and the sacrifices they made. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's tough. That's, that's super tough. And, um, I'm hoping that it pays off and a lot of people like watch it and enjoy this movie for what it is. You know what I mean? Um, so what else we got? What else we got, Brad? What's the last thing? Uh, last thing we have before we go into Wanda is we have the super, super girl casting. And I think I'll let, uh, Carlos 
take the lead on this one since you were a little little confused. Yeah, so we got news. We got word that uh, Sasha Gaye was going to be cast as Supergirl in the Flash movie. Now, I personally, we've been hearing for a long time that this is going to be pretty much like Flashpoint. And um, I can't remember how big of a storyline um, Supergirl has in Flashpoint. So I'm not too well-versed on how big her story is. My confusion came from the rumors that had come about like maybe a few months ago about like WB was mulling the idea, DC was mulling around the, with the idea of like maybe using Supergirl as the DC's main Kryptonian. Like that they were going to kind of put Superman on the shelf because of everything that's happened with his movie and, you know, the Henry Cavill situation and kind of just put him on the shelf and let Supergirl move forward as the main one. If this is their way of doing that, cool. Like, I'm all for it. I'm bummed out as a Superman fan, but I'm all for it, dude. And obviously, she's a Latina. I am all game for that. Like, that's super cool, you know, um... So I don't know much about the actress, but uh, yeah, just a little confusion. Just I didn't know how they're going to move forward, how they're going to integrate her into the story, which the cast is huge. I don't know how they're going to balance all the all the characters and cast out, but yeah, Matt, how you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm like you. Um, I'm a little confused by it, but still excited for it. Um, I also too don't remember how much of a key character Supergirl was in the Flashpoint. Um, story so it'll be interesting to see how they use her and you know if they do decide to kind of shelf Superman for a little bit and kind of really figure out what they want to do with the character the direction they want to take him in um, you know I, Supergirl is more than capable of picking up that mantle and you know protecting the earth from whatever we need a Kryptonian to protect us from so I, I think if done right I think it could be a really good introduction for the character because Supergirl really hasn't been seen on the big screen. I know uh, Melissa Benoist, I think that's how you say her last name, uh, was doing a really good job on CW Supergirl, but she is no longer going to be Supergirl. So I think just seeing her in a, a bigger setting um, will be good for the character, you know, as long as it's done correctly. Yeah. How you feeling, Brad? What do you think? So I, I also don't know. Um, I don't remember the relationship or the role that uh, Supergirl had in Flashpoint, but uh, I did do a little bit of research on the internet, and it looks like they uh, they auditioned about 400 people for the role, and they even had Sasha Kaye do a chemistry test with Ezra Miller, because um, I guess supposedly the chemistry between Supergirl and Flash is going to be a real integral part of the story, so that's why she had to do a chemistry test. Oh. Okay. So now like it's got the the wheels turning a little bit. Well, if you guys remember, I don't know how well you guys remember the Flashpoint story, like whether you watched the the animated movie or read the comics. He hmm. goes back, he tries to find like, you know, Batman and then eventually they try to find Superman to help out. Superman ends up being like an emaciated, scrawny-looking dude because he landed in Metropolis. The government got a hold of him and shut him away. I'm wondering if he's going to go back, look for a Kryptonian, and the Kryptonian he finds instead of Superman, who landed in, on Earth, is going to be her. 
And so she's going to be the one to kind of like help them out and keep, you know, because I think there's like one scene which in the comic it was like super iconic where he's getting like shot by like rockets. You know, they start bombarding every like uh, Superman and um, the Flash with rockets. And then you see him in slow motion start to like touch him and he's kind of like running through them. And I'm wondering if she's going to kind of be the the person that's going to be helping him and like guiding him, escorting him through everything while he tries to get his powers back and everything like that. So that's super interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So that's a good, good tidbit there, Brad. You got anything else, Matt? Like, what are you thinking? Just excited to see um, what, what the movie in its entirety is going to be. The flash is one of my favorite superheroes. And uh, I don't, really love Ezra Miller as the Flash. I always make the joke he's like a discount Justin Long to me. Like I I look at them and they look alike, they sound alike and I like Justin Long more, so naturally I just call uh, Ezra Miller the discount Justin Long, no disrespect. But um I'm I'm just excited to see what they do with the movie. Um it's seems like they're starting to really ramp up um what they're doing with it because uh, it's been something that has been talked about for years ever since Ezra Miller was cast as the flash. So I, I think um, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him, just the character itself, I am a big fan of. So I'm excited to see what the movie finally is um, since now it's, it's really starting to ramp up. For sure. For sure. Anything else, Brad, before we move on to the, you know, WandaVision? Aren't they, um, aren't they also having Michael Keaton in the movie too? Yeah, so if we're going to get, like, if we kind of want to go over the cast real quick, it's like Ben Affleck is Batman, Michael Keaton is Batman. Um, they were looking at, potentially, there was rumors of, like, Brandon Routh Superman in there, which he signed off on, but I, I don't know, that never really came to, uh, like, a reality. But, so there's the two Batmans, which there's the rumor that Michael Keaton could eventually replace Ben Affleck as the main DC Batman, which I don't know how the hell they'd work into, but that would be interesting. And so we have Supergirl now in it, played by Sasha Kaye. I can't remember if Wonder Woman and Aquaman are confirmed because their two characters are really important to the story, um, to the original Flashpoint story, which not sure if it's going to be, you know, shot for shot or take how, how much inspiration it's going to take but um so i don't remember if they are and i thought the last word too was like there was potential for ray fisher but now he's coming out with all this stuff that he doesn't want to work for walter hamada anymore so uh yeah i, I thought i remember it being pretty big but I, I can't remember off the top of my head who it all was but yeah michael keaton's gonna be back which is cool like I think with what they could do, because I did also hear the rumors that Michael Keaton might replace Ben Affleck as this main Batman, is if they do that, then I think that opens the door for Batman Beyond, because here you have an older Batman, and I mean, if if we were to get a Batman Beyond, I, I think that would be amazing, because that, that, that animation, that cartoon was amazing, and you know, to see it in live live action, I think would be really awesome. Oh, man. Like, if you could have seen mine and Brad's expression at the same time when, you know, Matt alluded to that. Dude, Batman Beyond is one of the best cartoons I have ever seen, like, superhero-wise. I would cry 
if they did like a Terry McGinnis Batman and you know gave him all this cool suit like oh dude the suit and have Michael Keaton be the Bruce Wayne to kind of guide him through it would be just money so if that was the future sign me up tell me when how much money take my money like the the fry meme right take my money yeah that's that's what it'd be all about oh man um so unless brad you got anything else to add we'll just get right into wanda no i i've definitely been pounding the table for a good bit for a for a batman beyond live action movie i think that i that's like the one thing dc hasn't hasn't touched on like if you're gonna do another batman movie you gotta do batman beyond yeah yeah dude i mean i think it's been it's been way too long bruce wayne has been batman forever let somebody else be batman give him a cool ass suit give him all these cool gadgets put him in the future give him dope ass techno music theme let's just go for it you know i'd be super stoked um yeah you know if we don't got anything else to add let's just get right into the craziness that i think we would all agree wandavision episode seven has you know showed us um so to recap uh i don't know if you guys would agree but it was in shot in the style of like the office uh modern family and uh parks and rec like those like mockumentary style shows i thought that was really good i i like those shows you know i I love the nod to the office with the theme that was super cool um it kind of let wanda you know it let you know, show that there's some like vulnerability to Wanda a little bit. And even she's kind of confused about what the hell's going on. So if we kind of see it, like everything's really falling apart, stuff is glitching out, stuff is turning into other stuff. It's kind of going, you know, like at one point she has that milk go from current to the past few decades, like all in one. And it's just all weird. Um, and we kind of don't know why for a while, right? For a while. So before we get to that, like, how did you guys feel about the episode in its entirety? Like, did you guys enjoy it? We you know, did you enjoy the style? What do you think, Matt? I liked the episode. Um, I was confused though, because um, how many are there total? Oh, Nine. dude, I have... how many is it? How many Nine. episodes total? Nine. So we got two more. Okay, because mm-hmm. weren't we talking about the last three? We're going to be an hour about, and this one was that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know. I know the eighth one is confirmed to be a forty-seven minute runtime. Okay. Yeah, I was. So I just, don't know. Yeah, I was going off of what we said, and I was like, "Wait, I'm looking at my watch. We we're supposed to have more." <laughs> but um, I, I thought the episode was really well. Um, I love that we finally got a, a character reveal in Agnes, and seeing that you know she's really not who she, she said she was, and now we're starting to see things really unravel in this uh wandavision universe and um it answered a couple of other questions as well um but it also proposed a couple of more questions and there's uh some other things that were being alluded to that i'm sure we will discuss more in depth as we uh, go along with this but i enjoyed the episode um i i thought it was done i liked that it had the office in that mockumentary style um i even liked the one part where uh the camera operator was like do you think it's because you deserve this and she's oh, like dude you're not supposed to talk are you so <laughs> yeah. i i just i just liked how um they did this episode and you know i'm i'm just even more excited for next week's episode yeah how about you brad uh, i thought this episode it was 
it was a little bit slower than the other episodes. I felt like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't as much action, but I felt like it was, it was just as good. I mean, I, I feel like this was kind of like their, like their chest, their chest move episodes, you know, like they're kind of like setting up all their pieces for like the last couple episodes. You know, you got the, you got the Agatha piece falling in, you got the uh, Monica piece falling in and who she's going to be. That was probably yes. one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah. Like at, at first when she broke through the barrier and then the eyes were going blue and then, uh, and then when Wanda like, you know, zapped her and then she falls down and she has like the blue underneath her. Like it yeah. was so subtle, but it was like, okay, like this is badass. Yeah. I think my favorite part about that was like all the voices that she was hearing while she's going through that whole barrier, you know, for the most part, it's her mom and all the really encouraging things she said. And then you hear the one voice that was like, what would it say? Like, oh, out of all the kids that they could have given her, they gave her the toughest one. And it's, you know, Brie Larson is Captain Marvel telling, you know, her that. And I think that was like a big thing because it showed that Captain Marvel, you know, is a big person in her life and, you know, was really gave her the strength to kind of get through that and, I'm I was super stoked when I saw her eyes start to glow. It was it was a trip though when you kind of like when they flipped it and it showed you what she was seeing. I was like, dude, this is wild. Like what are her powers going to look like whenever she starts like to be able to use them, right? Cuz I think mm-hmm. as of right now, it was just that one thing where she can kind of feel the surge of the power, but I don't know if she knows how to like manifest them and use them yet. So I'm I'm really excited to see how that progresses in the last two episodes. And the So let's just like, you know, stop beating around the bush here. We had the big reveal. Agnes is actually Agatha Harkness, um, which I did not really know who it is. I have to like say that right now. I knew she was a character. Like I know she like I know who she is, but I don't know, you know, how in depth about her. So I had to do some research. And so it kind of turns out that she's like this. You know, she works in kind of like the gray area and, you know, a little bit from what I understand of uh, an old witch knows magic and was actually a teacher to Wanda. So she was actually, you know, someone who taught Wanda how to even be stronger with magic. So I am really curious to see if this is going to be like, oh, I I let me teach you how to do even more things and how to be even stronger or if this is going to be we're going to battle it out you know and how and how it's going to progress like what do you guys think how do you think that's going to unfold i think um like you i didn't really know much about the character so i did a little research as well and i don't think they'll go the route of you know let me teach you how to use your magic more i think it'll be more of she's either going to be the main villain or she's going to be like a secondary villain to something even bigger and she's just kind of um the uh, oh why am i drawing a blank the um there's dark side and then uh, steppenwolf she, i think she's going to be like the steppenwolf to dark side where here's the bigger threat coming but one thing that i really loved in this episode was when she took the two kids to her house and the one uh son i forget which which his name is but I was like, I like it here. It's quiet. And, you know, even you're quiet inside. As soon as he said that, I was like, okay, there's something up with her. There's yeah. like no way she is just a regular neighbor. 
But um, I, I, I got to give my hats off to the actress who plays her because she does an amazing job from each episode going through the different themes of the decades and just playing that kind of character. I, I thought this the actress um, did an amazing job. I think her name's Catherine Hahn or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, I, I really loved her theme song that she did and just... <laughs> That yeah. whole character reveal, I thought, you know, even for someone who doesn't know who that character was, I, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah. How about you, Brad? So it, it'll be interesting to see what route they go with. Um, I, I agree with Matt. I don't think they'll go with, like, the teacher route. I think she's going to be definitely more of a villain. Um, I also don't think she's working alone. Uh, I think she's working with Mephisto, personally. Uh, I know there's been like a couple memes online of like the Leonardo DiCaprio. He was like, oh, that's Mephisto. Oh, that's Mephisto. Oh, that's yeah. Mephisto. But I think this time, I, th- I think it's really Mephisto. I think, it's the, I think it was either the fly on the curtain or the bunny rabbit. Ooh. Okay. So you think that was like some sort of like familiar thing or some form that he was kind of taking to watch over? Well, he appears as a fly in the comics. Does he? Oh, see, yeah. that's that's great information for me because I'm not like totally into Marvel and haven't read a lot of Mephisto stuff. But yeah, they said that um, he first appears as a fly, and they very specifically showed the fly in the TV show. So I agree with Brad, and I think that was a big allusion to Mephisto, especially for the people that knew the reference. Um, I, I think that was just like a, here you go. He, he's finally coming, even though we thought it was Agnes. We thought it was uh, Pietro. We thought it was everybody else. Yeah. But I think we are finally going to see Mephisto coming soon. So, I mean, we get that reveal too, right? That that they're explaining like, oh, what Agatha did and what kind of she was like screwing with things. And she brought in the fake Pietro and somehow conjured him up, which I think is really cool. And did you guys see the like little cutscene at the end where it shows uh, Monica looking for uh, Wanda, and then she like opens up the basement, and obviously, I think he says Snooper's gonna snoop or something like that. He says some like cheesy line like that. It's an and Evan then... Peters line. I don't care <laughs> yeah. what what character he's playing, and that just seems like something Evan Peters himself would say. <laughs> and then it just cuts to black. So I'm wondering if it's gonna be this whole thing where. Monica is going to be fighting that, you know, that conjuration of Pietro and having to deal with that and learning how to use your powers while Wanda's getting her kind of her ass kicked for a little bit in the beginning of the, the eighth episode. Um, but yeah, the Mephesto thing, I had no idea that he appears as a fly. So I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Like, why are they focusing on the animal and the fly? Like, I get... Wanda's a little skeptical about things, but what's, you know, what's the real reason? And they also, like, zoomed in quickly on the book. Like, if you saw, like, she walks in and there's, like, a book that's kind of floating and it's got, like, all this energy around it. So I'm wondering if that book's also going to play into what's going to happen in the next, like, few episodes. Uh, I'm super excited. Like, I don't even know where it's going to go from here. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, and another thing that I think um, a, a lot of people may have missed if they didn't understand the reference was the Nexus commercial 
Um, I looked into that a little bit, and in uh, the comics, Nexus is like the point where all the multiverses converge, if I was understanding it correctly. And we were already told that this is going to lead into the Doctor Strange uh, multiverse madness movie. So what I'm wondering is if the Nexus was an allusion to maybe Wandaverse is where this Nexus is, and this is where all these multiverses converge. And the reason why we get the Evan Peters Pietro is because she grabbed him from the wrong multiverse, or she purposely grabbed him from the wrong from the wrong multiverse. So I think that Nexus commercial provided a little bit more insight into where they're going to be going with the show. Dang. Okay. That's a, that's a good one. I didn't know about that either. I just thought it was a little like on the nose thing about what's going on with Wanda, but that's that's good to know. So like, what? I mean, you guys feel like it's going to be Mephisto. When do you think he's going to manifest, and what do you think he's going to kind of do? Like, what do you think is going to be like his ultimate goal? Like, what do you think it's going to be in the show, for at least the show, Brad? What do you think? That's and that's a big question. I know it is. Yeah, it is. Mm, can you come back to me? Yeah, I'm gonna think sure. about it a little. For sure. So I think. Well, first, I just being a fan. I hope that he gets introduced like right away in the next episode, so we have as much of him as we can. <laughs> but I, I think they're going to go a little bit more with the Agatha Harkness character. I think they're gonna kind of let her get her time in the sun a little bit before bringing in Mephisto. Um, I don't know exactly what his end goal will be. Obviously, being a villain, he wants to see people in torment and having the connection to hell and, you know, Satan. There's there's going to be a play on that. And, you know, maybe he's trying to break Wanda down to the point where she joins his side because mm-hmm. she is such a powerful character. And maybe he had some influence in how this whole wandaverse was created um so you know i don't know what his end goal could be if he is introduced i mean it's not a guarantee but i'm pretty confident that he will be introduced um so you know i'm just i I know i sound like a broken record but i'm just so excited to see (laughs) what happens next i can't wait until the next episode yeah uh yeah i feel you how about you brad you come up with anything yet um so I, I definitely think the book will be involved because um, if you notice, uh, uh, Agatha, her energy is purple. Yeah. But if you looked around the book, there was red energy. So I believe he is possibly either like protecting that book or locking that book or some 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 variation of that. And then also in the comics, Mephisto, uh, his uh, his soul is a part of Wanda's kids. Yeah. So I think that's going to have something to play as well because Agatha took the kids. So like, yeah. Why else would she take the kids? Right. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know how crazy we were going, like if we're going to dive that deep, which because it could be a spoiler for like the next two episodes or maybe, you know, the future of the show. But yeah, the, the fact that Wanda's kids are like made from two parts of Mephesto's soul and that's how she was able to manifest them and eventually he reabsorbs those portions of his soul and those kids pretty much disappear. So I'm wondering how that's going to factor in. Like if, that, if that's going to lead to another whole like breakdown where she's just going to go like really 
ape shit if that happens anytime soon and kind of just start really unleashing all this like crazy power on everybody um i i honestly i'm curious to see if we see mefesto like completely in this season i think what they they could do is like what they've done with thanos is like slow burn it a little bit and maybe you don't see him being super active maybe um Agatha Harkness is the one who's kind of just doing his bidding at the moment. And eventually she has like a talk with him or something. And, you know, they're kind of face to face. And maybe that's that's how they kind of get introduced. And they'll go more into him for season two and or however many seasons they're going to have. But yeah, like like we've already said, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I and I can't wait. Yeah. Um, anybody else want to add anything before we go? Yeah, uh, I was wondering what you guys thought about either there being uh, no reveal of the aerospace engineer or Ooh. if it was uh, not as big of a character as we thought because something I was seeing online was a lot of people thought the couple of loyal soldiers to um, Monica, if one of them was the aerospace engineer that she was alluding to and everybody was making it to be bigger than it was, or was the character just not introduced yet and that was something that i think a lot of fans thought was going to happen this episode which i know we said it last week but since they definitely did do the office style i was hoping we would get reed richards and it would be john krasinski because oh, I mean, <laughs> such a fitting way to introduce him but i was wondering if you guys thought that maybe that that character the aerospace engineer still has a part to play or if it was just something we were all looking too deep into um i'm not sure to be honest like i hadn't thought about that until you asked and then i realized like you know she eventually she got like that space that mars rover thing from those soldiers and she spoke directly to that female soldier and told her something like oh yeah we're you know not just uh, loyal to your mom you know that kind of thing so maybe that i mean that very well could be the person that she was referring to right that could help her out However, the nerd in me wants to say that, no, there's like, this is Marvel. They do things on purpose. There's always a reason for why stuff is kind of focused on and like little things like that or, you know, the breadcrumbs. So I'm going to hold out hope that it's still somebody bigger. However, I wouldn't be completely like heartbroken if it wasn't. Brad, how about you? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm going to hold out the hope that they're still there's still going to be another uh, aerospace engineer. And I think uh, in my research on uh, Agatha, I believe she does a lot of, uh, she had a lot of dealings with the Fantastic Four. So I believe a lot of people have been speculating. I know the Fantastic Four is already confirmed, but I think uh, a lot of people have been speculating that Fantastic Four might possibly tie into the show now. Mm. So I'm wondering if we maybe see uh Victor Von Doom or a uh, Reed Richards show up as the aerospace engineer scientist person. Yeah, I saw you get excited, Matt. Like, is that is that your hope? The Fantastic Four somehow gets like yeah, backdoored def here. Definitely. I mean, I I love the Fantastic Four. Human Torch is one of my favorite superheroes. Um, the the movies were entertaining, but not that great. Um, especially the latest one, I thought was pretty bad completely but um you know i think brad made a good point that it could also be victor von doom 
as a potential for the aerospace engineer because he did work with them and you know i think that it doesn't necessarily have to be reed richards if it is a fantastic four character so you know i i want to be a greedy person and get all all the all the characters we can in this show but you know as you said carlos marvel i think does things very intentionally and you know we're kind of holding out for the hope that that aerospace engineer is someone bigger but it could also be you know as you said that that character that she was speaking to because she did get something space related from her so you know i i'm hoping it's fantastic for it really am but i'm i'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket yeah for sure um overall i think it was a really good episode i'm i'm just excited i know we've we've been saying it over and over and uh you know one thing that i really enjoyed was that some people complain about like the 30 minute runtime that's a little short but to me i feel like they've done a good job of getting the story across and leaving me wanting more you know what i mean like leaving me going like oh yeah i, I gotta see the next episode because i want to know what the hell's gonna go on because it's building and building and building and i just know the next the last two Right, Brad, you said there was nine, so this is the last two are really going to start to get intense, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's it, you know, I think we'll just uh, end it here, and um, we'll get back to it, you know, at next week after the next episode. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, I appreciate it. I hope you guys will uh, keep listening comment on our stuff, do all that good stuff. Um, once again, my name is Carlos, uh, joined always by my buddies Matt and Brad. And um, yeah, I hope you guys will tune in next week when we do some more reviews of this you know, awesome WandaVision stuff. So thanks again, guys. Um, we'll see you guys later. See you guys. All right, have a good night, everybody. Guys. Yeah, have a good week.